Hello, everybody, and welcome to another great episode about a water with. Today, you see, I'm not at the Tiamitage, I'm at my little place here in Hollywood because it is already 6 p.m. today when we're taping because we have a big time difference. Because our guests of honors today are down under in Australia, it's very early for them in the morning, and we wanted to make sure that somehow we can connect with them in the same time frame. But obviously, I have Michael, my co-host, with me as well. And uh, hello, Michael. Hello. It's 6 p.m. for you. It's 8 p.m. for me here in, in Texas. Here we go. And we should, yeah. talk Australia. Yeah, we should. We should ask Australia how late it is over there. Do you know, Michael? No, but it's probably 12 hours from me. Okay. So it's, it's early in the morning for them. How was your week, Michael? It was good. And I find it fascinating that a couple of days ago, we talked with a source here in the U.S. Now we're talking with Australia. And we have plans to talk with many, many more brands from all around the world. It's very exciting to do this here from my home with my backdrop here and talking to all these people. I'm very much looking forward to talk to the people in Australia. You're absolutely right, Michael. And I think this is a great thing. It's our third episode now. And it's quite fascinating that the podcast already has been uh, showcased in several several other media outlets, what I saw. So this is very, very nice that people are really engaging and are interesting to our new podcast. And uh, by further ado, so let's bring Down Under with us as well, because we want to say hello. Hi, Martin. Hi, Michael. This is Dale. And this is all of Hi, guys. Hello, we you are, We are talking to you from the lovely Mornington Peninsula, which is an hour drive uh, south of Melbourne. Melbourne is the capital of the state of Victoria and has about 5 million people. And uh, the Mornington Peninsula is a very popular destination uh, for holiday goers. There are many wineries here. About 100 of them, if, if, in fact. And there are some beautiful surf beaches here as well. And so many restaurants and so many breweries. Uh, it's a very popular weekend destination and a holiday destination uh, for Victorians. And I think we can start by just showing you the backdrop of the spring. So you can, if I turn the camera a little bit around, you can see that we are on the edge of a huge bay, which is called the Port Phillip Bay. And you can see the beautiful uh, state park and the beautiful natural areas surrounding the spring. And it turns out that this spring that we have on our property is actually uh, further down on our property, 300 meters down. It's a steep hill downhill to get to the spring, and that's where we'll take you after. That's great. So I have a question, Olaf, because first of all, you don't sound Australian. Uh, so something is up over there, obviously. Huh? So where are you from? No, I know. Uh, I'm actually Norwegian. Um, I moved here with my first wife in 1996, uh, and I have been here ever since. And um, 
I spent 20 years in the corporate world with suit and tie uh, before you know we um, discovered, so to speak, Aquiline. And this is already what you just said. Um, it, it's the water is called Aquiline. And I have uh, two bottles actually here. I have the older version and the new version right in front of me. And I have to say, Olaf, this water is one of the most interesting waters I ever seen in my life. So uh, that's quite something I have to say. And I'm very, very, um, I'm very engaged that you're like doing this podcast with us today. And quick um, question. How did you, why even water? Why did you head thought from Norway going to Australia and then thinking about water? What's the story there? Well, I can, I can start and then I'm going to let Dale talk. Uh, so we purchased a five-acre holiday property down here, where, where we are now, uh, eight years ago. And uh, we knew there was an aquifer here. But we did know much about it. Now let Dale talk to the details. Okay. Okay. So, um, Mark, when we bought the property, the previous owner told us that there was a natural spring on the property, but he just called it fresh water. So he said, pump it up into the dam, and you can use it for irrigation. So for the first two years, uh, that's what we did. We just used it to irrigate the flowers and the lawns and the veggie garden. Um, and then a friend of Olaf's who is very into health and wellness, he dipped his hand in the water and tried it and he said, oh, I think you guys should get this tested because it's not just plain water, it's, it's mineral water, um, which at that time really didn't mean that much to us. But, of course, that was a while ago now and I feel like we've done our thesis on water. Um, but yeah, so we, we sent uh, samples off to get tested and we used a, a, a company that are the largest water testing facility in Australia and New Zealand and the scientist that we've been working with since, he has uh, described the water to us and it's a very unscientific term, but he calls it magic. <laughs> that's, that's probably the term. So. I'm, I'm curious, you know, we will just talk about this later, but your water is very special due to a very high mineral content. And yeah. I would like to know, what was your first perception when you tasted the water? Did you think this is nice or did you think there's something wrong with my water? Uh, no, it's delicious. We, we um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very unique experience to try Aquilive because of the... The, not just the amount of minerals, but the actual minerals themselves. They've created a water that is creamy in flavour and very silky on the palate. Uh, and at that time, we didn't we didn't know anything about the minerals. We just knew the water was really tasty. It was really delicious. Um, and we have quite a lot of house parties, and everybody who comes who tries the water. Um, for the most part, not 100%, but for the most part, really enjoy the water. Some people find the creamy texture a little bit uh, off-putting because they're not used to it. But even those people after a little while when they come visit, they go, first thing they go on when they come through the door is, oh, can we have a glass of water, please? 
this is great. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. And, and yeah. I don't even know really this story anymore, but I was at Patina restaurant and suddenly um, Aquilife showed up pretty much. And I know you guys sent me over for many years ago already the pouches what you have the, 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 for, for the sports. What is pretty cool, I think. And I tasted the water and I was actually fascinated how crazy this water tastes. It was really for me unbelievable and really quite something. And I have to say, like, we, we're doing the fine water tasting competition. It's coming up in October here in Los Angeles and in West Hollywood, actually, with Mike and myself. <laughs> and uh, you guys won twice already. Um, because your water, and I have to say this as well, I can blind taste your water out right away. So it's one of my favorite waters, what I'm using all the time now for big uh, competitions and tastings and show it to the media as well, because it's very, very unique. And a lot of people don't believe that, but I'm always thinking like, I'm always saying, like you said already something about the texture. And I'm always saying like, yeah, the texture is almost like olive oil or like heavy milk or buttermilk. That is like the text of Aquilife. And I never, ever experienced something similar to your water when it comes to texture. So it's quite fascinating. And Michael already mentioned the high TDS level. So what is the TDS level actually? One sec. Oh, we had some issues. Here we go. Can you say it again? Before you just no. Our TDS is 1300. And the reason why the taste is so unique is, is the mineral composition of the individual minerals that comprise the TDS. So Aquilar actually has 23 essential minerals naturally dissolved in it. Also high in silica and bicarbonates, it gives it that silky, smooth mouthfeel. Yeah. Do you know the silica content out of your head? Do you know how much silica is in there actually? Silica? Yeah, I think it's about 60, 65. Yeah. Almost 60, yeah. yeah. And magnesium 92. Think. Very interesting. Not so many waters have a high zinc content. You guys have 390. It's quite yes. fascinating. That's really fascinating. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a fascinating, fascinating water. And I think what makes it even more special is that it's a still water. We're very much used to having, at least in Germany and Austria, sparkling, naturally carbonated waters that have a very high mineral content. But to find a still water that has that high mineral content Composition and also this, as you mentioned, this nice balance is really unique. Um, I think both Martin and I we're using the word water very often. If we talk to journalists and they tell us water is just water, it tastes all the same, and then tell them, well, we have a surprise for you. You know, try Svalbardi, try Rising Springs, a very low mineral water, and then try this one here. And please tell me water is just water and. Most people get it. Most people get it immediately and say, yeah, of course, it tastes very strange. Yeah. Um, so one of the reasons why our water has such a high TDS 
is because of the soil that it comes through. So the area we're in is called Red Hill and it's because the soil is so dark red. So it's a very mineral rich area. But the water also, it travels around 900 metres. Um, I'm sorry, I can't translate that into feet for your American viewers, but you, you would know what metres represent. Um, so it travels about 900 metres, but the journey takes around 2,000 years to come to the surface from the source of the water. And the source is called the Paleolithic Basement, which is a 600 million year old aquifer. So the water um, originate the, it originates from New Zealand. <laughs> so it falls as rain in New Zealand and then comes down through the soil there and then cracks in the tectonic plates where the water seeps in to fill the aquifer that is the source for us. Crazy. Um, so it's had a very, very long journey. And I think because of the time it spends in the ground and then because of the soil where it comes up, so it's just the pressure of the earth uh, that, that drives it to the surface. We don't drill or bore for the water. We only harvest overflow. So it's had a continual trip. It doesn't, we're not interrupting its journey. Um, but it's the minerals it picks up along the way. And I find it incredible to think, you know, a molecule of water is one of the smallest molecules in the world. Um, a droplet of water, you know, can contain millions of molecules. But those molecules are holding, you know, minerals that are the, you know, the foundation of good health and well-being. Uh, and like all the beautiful water you have behind you, some of them are very tasty but not necessarily high mineral content and some of them like us we have a very high mineral content but it's very tasty and as you said it's still and it's interesting because we do a carbonated version because it starts life as this beautiful smooth silky creamy water when we carbonate it it's still got those characteristics it doesn't have the typical Absolutely. They're very fascinating. I love the story. I wasn't aware. So you're saying it's it's rain that fell in New Zealand and then it goes through the geology and emerges a new part. And if this was 2,000 yeah. years ago, that means no, no lived in New Zealand, which <laughs> means we have virgin water that's really untouched by mankind. Because New Zealand, yes. as we know, 2,000 years ago was empty. So it's a fascinating story. So, so our aquifer was formed so long ago that uh, it happened during a time when there was only one single continent on Earth. Right? And the 2,000 years journey is only the journey from the aquifer to the surface, through the ground, 900 meters to the surface. So, so uh, when I show you the spring and I show you the water overflow, uh, it's so funny to know that that water hasn't seen daylight in 2,000 years. At least, because it could have been in the aquifer for millions of years. We don't, we don't have a time frame for that. But uh, yeah, the geologist told us it's a 2,000 year journey. It's really, it's really quite something, I think, and. 
when you put this in perspective, for 2,000 years ago, what Michael just said, obviously untouched by mankind because there was no industrialization or something like this. And to put this again in the perspective, that means Jesus pretty much could have, uh, could have drunk the rainwater. So the water what came down to, from the sky, that was the same time what we're drinking now in a bottle. And I think that is fascinating for me. And especially what you just said, that the water actually comes from New Zealand, cracks down through the, through the different layers, and then comes up in Australia. It's, it's for me, mind-blowing again. Mind-blowing. Yeah, well, it's, and it, it's uh, you know, it's, it just shows, you know, as you said, you know, that there was no um, industrial um, pollutants or things like that. So the rain that fell in those days was very pure. Um, and then soaking through the ground and then coming, you know, however long it spent in the aquifer before it made its journey to the surface. You know, this is water that, that we, we can't date how long ago it fell as rain, uh, but when you drink Acrylive, you can be fairly certain that you're the first person who's ever consumed it. And Olaf and I'll now... Uh walked down pretty much or drove down to the spring because this is the great thing about our podcast. We want to actually showcase the spring and we really want to showcase that this water right next to me, Aquilife, comes from a natural occurring source and is not from a factory. So Olaf, here we go. Let's showcase Aquilife. Okay, so uh now we have made this short car trip from our house to uh, where we have to walk down to the area where our spring is. And I'll turn the camera around from now on so you can see the area, okay? If you turn the camera around, you can see the house up there. That's where we started our interview. And we go down our road. And this is actually not the spring. This is just our, our rain dam. But this is the top area or where the spring begins. So what I'll do, I'll walk you down. Uh, this is all our private land. Um, and this whole wetland area is on our land only. It's so funny, it's just on our land not the neighbors, which is quite extraordinary. And it's, well, as we walk down here, you see traces of water everywhere. For example, uh, in Australia, we have something called yaddies. You can see them here. They are freshwater crayfish. And what they do, they dig down, down to three meters, and they dig out the burrow, that fills with water, and that's where they live. And we got thousands of them. And they are so big here because of the water. They're so big that they ride motorcycles. That's what uh, what Dale says. And as you come down here, you can see this is actually the beginning of, of the spring. It doesn't look very pretty. And uh, um, I must tell you, it's not a fountain, a pretty fountain. It's actually a gigantic hole in the ground. It's about 18 meters by 9 meters. 
and it's about three meters deep, two and a half meters deep, and it fills up in about a week. And if you can see here closely, you can see that's the overflow of the spring. And uh, just look like much, but that's about 20 times today. Can you see that? Yeah, we can see it. Okay. So then let me walk you to the actual spring. And there it's just getting oil glasses. And if you look at this spring, it tells you something you probably don't know that mineral water in with high TDS, when it's in bulk, actually has a color. Mm -hmm. And uh, this water has a green hue to it, which is the high mineral content uh, showing in the water when it's in bulk. Okay. And um, <clears throat> the reason why we have to put the cover on it is the sunlight can damage it. Because the water is so nutrient rich, and because it's so, um, it's actually a pH of 8.3, natural pH, and makes the water, uh, it's actually living water. So if the sun gets to it, things grow, mm -hmm. blooms, etc. So we have to keep a cover on it to stop the sun hitting it. Right. And so that's actually the spring. It's an 80 meter by 9 meter hole. And uh, it's actually an old uh, dried out riverbed. And um, they say that that's where the cracks started uh, so long ago. And uh, that's where we get the source of aquiloid from. Fascinating, you know, next time I drink something, I know now where the, the source is. So where do you bottle the, the water? All uh, right, so um, I'll just show you. So for the first three years, we bottle it out of the garage on the property, which is a tall meter by seven meter garage. Uh, but now everything is outsourced. So uh, we have bulk storage tanks on next to the house. And uh, we then transport it in big trucks to our contract bottling plant, which is about half an hour away. So if I turn around, I can show you what it looks like. So we got copper pipes uh, going to the bottom. And these copper pipes has a, a pump to it, and it pumps the water uphill, and it actually pumps it up 300 meters to our stainless steel tanks next to the house. Um, so we, we saw the spring, and for all the listeners who are listening to the podcast, obviously on Apple or soundcloud or spotify or google play i highly recommend obviously guys 
look at YouTube as well to the video what we were broadcasting because it's quite fascinating to see actually the spring. And I know I'm actually getting a little thirsty here right now. I actually want to drink, obviously, Aquilife as well. And we see already you guys have glasses over there in Australia as well. And I think we're the only ones today who are from America and um, going to Australia and sharing together. But I think this is quite something and interesting. And because um, I really want to see what you guys can do because I have my glass already filled with Aquilife, but I want to show and I want to see how you're gonna like pull literally like the water out of the spring or out of the aquifer right there and you can drink it right there because a lot of Americans and a lot of I think listeners around the world will not believe that this is actually possible. A lot of people oh. think, oh my god, no, you should not drink water, what comes from nature. It needs to be purified first, it needs to be chlorine, it needs to be UV light on it. So there's a lot of crazy claims, especially in America, where a lot of people thinking uh, water from nature is not good to, to drink. And I think your water is different. Okay, so Olaf is trying not to fall in. <laughs> it's going now. All right, so here we're going to scoop up Aquilive directly from the, the source. Yep. This is the first time the water sees daylights in 2000 years. And can you see how clear that is? Straight from the ground. It's the purest thing on earth. Nitrate only 0 0.008 milligrams per liter. Yeah. So let's give it a good cheers to fire waters. It's absolutely delicious. The creaminess and the sweetness. You can feel this smooth mouthfeel. It's absolutely incredible. Cheers. And, and what I was going to say, I don't know if it's possible to see it because of the light on the water, but can you see how clear you can see the the clay? It's a, that's what's at the bottom of this is a clay base. Yeah. So, so there we go. All up is. <laughs> Well hydrated. Amazing. I'm thirsty now, I have to say. Um, I want to drink, obviously, Aquilife, and we want to do this together. So down under, are you with me to drink water? Absolutely. Here we go. <laughs> so we just saw the video, how you like uh, captured the water, Olaf. Very interesting. And now let's talk a little bit about the taste of this fascinating water right here, a queer life. So, cheers. Cheers. Cool. And you said it earlier, um, it is so fascinating this water because it has this very heavy, silky, strong uh, mouthfeel. And it's fascinating for me. And again and again, I cannot stress it enough, guys you all should try Aquilife because this is something you never ever experienced before in a water. It's clearly like that. And I tested out several times already. I put myself five or six or seven different waters. Then my wife is changing them out so that I'm like blind tasting, like I'm learning and I want to like train myself. 
and all the time, Aquilife, I'm always getting right because it's so, so, so fascinating. So again, everybody who wants to taste Aquilife, you really should do that. That is a quite fascinating water. So what do you think in Down Under about the water? Delicious. <laughs> All the adjectives to use towards describing it. It's it's a really it is. You're right. It's a, such a unique experience to drink Aquilive because of the texture. And I describe it to people sometimes, like saying how red wine has body mm. in mouth. So Aquilive has body. You know, it's. Uh, it's really, um, and it, and it's all because of the minerals. It has a texture. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, but it's because of the yeah, it's Sorry, it's fascinating because you're absolutely right. The the water has a body. The water has a weight. You suddenly feel the weight of the, the water, especially if you drink it next to a water with a very low mineral and. I have a bottle here. It's, it's one of your old bottles here. It's the last one, so I'm not going to open it. But I remember many times the unique taste of Aquilife. And it's, it's really a singularity. You know, there are very few waters in the world that even getting close to what we have here. So it's uh, really worthwhile. And I think if we talk about the food pairings, it opens up a totally beautiful world of how you can pair this water now with with food you know it's like the red wine it it totally opens up a new world and martin and i have many ideas for the food pairings and matchings and i think what you just said michael i like this because um and and olaf and i'll say it as well like the the red wine concept so this is clearly a water what is heavier stronger like think about a red wine as well. What is like obviously has way more fruit complexity than maybe a light white wine, like a Sauvignon Blanc. So this water is matching perfectly like red wine would match to food. So I can see this on grilled fishes. I can see it on barbecue. I can see it with some grilled shrimps maybe. Um, I can see I can see it with with like everything with like a lot of strong heavy flavors. What are you using um, in Australia? What kind of cuisine are you pairing with this? Is there something local? Yeah, well, we of course pair it with everything because <laughs> we, we drink two, three liters each every day. Uh, yeah. But in Australia, um, we find it our sparkling that uh, is very popular uh, amongst uh, most diners for some reason it's well martin's a purist so yeah. he he wants to stick with the still water um, <laughs> i've got a, i've got a things that is very curious with our water is when you make coffee or tea with it mm. it's very interesting because uh, with coffee it really it you know how coffee has sometimes an inherent bitterness to it it really smooths that bitterness. And it, I have such fabulous tea. I have friends before COVID who used to drop around for a cup of tea and a chat. And really, they were just coming for the cup of tea. That's all. But actually, I like what you just said. Yes, I'm a purist. And yes, I'm drinking more still water than sparkling waters. But why I want always your water as a still water is because... 
by the sparkling waters, we know a lot of high TDS waters, like the Vichy Catalan, the Gerolstein, and the Royce of the world. They are all very, very rich in minerality. So people understand the concept of high minerality and sparkling. What they barely don't have is still waters and a high TDS. And that is for me the fascinating thing because a lot of people who are tasting waters with me and the media people as well will say, yeah, but Martin, there's carbonation. Sure, you see the difference right there. But when you don't have carbonation and it's still quite fascinating and different, the water, then it's really like to prove our point that water is not just water. That's the reason I love you still water because there are not so many still waters on this world who has such a high TDS level and such a uniqueness in taste. But actually I love the sparkling version because your sparkling version is not highly carbonated. It's almost like no. adolescent. It's a very slightly like very tiny bubbles. And I would love to know how is that possible? What are you doing to your sparkling water? to make that happen? So um, we, it's a very technical process and uh, we not that technical, but we have been told that our bottler uh, puts aquiloids through a membrane uh, that actually infuses the CO2 at the molecular structure. So it actually, uh, actually uh, sits at such a fine, small level that they are able to reduce the CO2 bubble size um, to become very small and not to be overwhelming bubbles but, you often find. Yeah, but you cannot actually choose the size of the bubble that you want. Um, and I don't like big bubbles. I find them very congestive and make your chest feel tight, which I'd find very unpleasant. Um, and so I went to uh, choose a bubble that was a fizz more than a bubble. So we, we infuse the water with five milligrams per litre CO2, which isn't much. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. I think, and your sparkling water has won, you know, many awards and just recently an, another award for the, in, in the sparkling version. I think the big advantage you have with your water is that you have a lot of minerals in the water and that minerals allow the CO to latch onto in much smaller bubbles than, than usual. So that makes it so special, your sparkling water. Mm -hmm. I think it, you see also the big difference. Your water doesn't get very acidic by adding the CO2. And many other waters, especially spring waters, if you start adding CO2, they become very acidic and actually taste different. But yeah. in of your, your, your sparkling version, the small bubbles makes it, you know, really, really food friendly again. With the high. But Martin is absolutely right. Your standout product is really the still water because there are not so many others. If you go to the sparkling version, you have many carbonated waters that have the same level or even higher level. They don't yeah. taste quite but this doesn't make it unique. In the still version, you're very unique with, the, yeah. with your 1,300 TDS. Yes, yes. And we, um, for, like, for example, when, when Martin was asking before about pairing with food, um, I'm also, because we have the water at our disposal, I'm very lucky in that we can also use water as an ingredient. So um, 
when we're doing um, soups and things like that. So we get the mineral benefit as well as the enjoyment of the food. But um, our, uh, our still water definitely goes very well with, as Martin was saying before, things that are hearty, that have strong flavours. So we're coming into winter now. So I know that I'm going to be making more casseroles and more slow-cooked uh, foods and our still water goes very, very well with those. Um, but it, go and it goes beautifully with dessert as well and with cheese. It goes really well with everything. I mean, water goes with everything, really. <laughs> yeah, well, our our water goes with <laughs> I just want to say, there are some waters, trust me, you cannot pair them to fishes or like to sashimi or something like that, because they're way too strong in taste. So yes, water is not just water. And I'm going to pour myself again like a little bit water, because again, here in Hollywood, this is pretty warm today, and I'm a little bit sweaty, actually. Um, and there's nothing better to obviously hydrate ourselves by a product of nature and this is definitely the Aquilife. So for me, it was fascinating to have you both here on the podcast. Um, I have to come over, and I think Michael agrees with that. We have to come over to Australia. My wife is actually here in the background. She says the whole time, like, when are we gonna go? When are we gonna go? Obviously with COVID-19, everything is a little tricky right now, but we definitely gonna make it one point. And I hope obviously that your water will be here in Hollywood, uh, or in West Hollywood on the 5th of October to our big water tasting competition. Obviously, you both are invited as well. I know with all the traveling right now, it's maybe a little tricky, but at least we have you in spirit and we have your water with us here in Hollywood where your water belong, because this is clearly superstars. And these are superstars <laughs> in the water world. And this belongs in Hollywood because Hollywood, we all know, is the capital of stars and your water is a star. So again, thank you so much for being here. Michael, do you want to say something to that as well? Yeah, again, very good meeting you for us showing us the, your, your source and you know, getting to know you. And what's always fascinating for both of us is if we talk with people with passion, because you see our passion and we love if we see the same passion we have for water on, on the other side. So yes, hopefully we'll see you very soon in Australia, if not, Please try to come away, at least send your water to the Taste Awards in Petia Mitage in October of this year. Yes, Thank so, you. so Martin, um, I actually been, uh, been secretly communicating with your wife about getting you two over here. <laughs> um, and she says maybe uh, next year, but I have this dream that the two of you, uh, when you come, you need to swim in our aquifer. I like that. Can we do the skinny dipping or do we have to work for that? Well, we can pump it out afterwards. So yeah, no worries. It's Will this be a special bottling? Will this be a special bottling of the source? Aquilift with Martin swimming in it, special edition. Oh my God. Okay, now we're turning back into the content for over 18. So this is great. Hopefully we don't get flagged by YouTube and all our podcasts. Anyhow, this is Martin Rizzi, your water sommelier. Thank you so much for being here on our podcast, A Water With, powered by Planet Water. And hopefully I will see you next time 
and remind and remind yourself be thirsty drink enough water stay hydrated and water is not just water stay thirsty guys